there. Welcome to day 38 of Listening for Hope. We're going to start with Hebrews 3. Jesus, our High Priest. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the Apostle and High Priest of our confession. He was faithful to him who appointed him, as Moses also was in all his house. For he has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken later. But Christ was faithful as a son over his house whose house we are, if we hold fast our confidence and the boast of our hope firm until the end. Therefore, just as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me, as in the day of trial in the wilderness where your fathers tried me by testing me and saw my works for forty years. Therefore I was angry with this generation and, the, and said, they always go astray in their heart, and they did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. The Peril of Unbelief Take care, brethren, that there not be any one of you and that there not be in any one of you an evil, unbelieving heart that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called today, so that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold fast the beginning of our assurance firm until the end, while it is said, Today if you hear my, his voice, do not harden your hearts as when they provoked me. For who provoked him when they had heard? Indeed, did not all those who came out of Egypt led by Moses? And with whom was he angry for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were not able to enter because of unbelief. We're also going to read Hebrews 4, 1-13. through 13. Therefore, let us fear if while a promise remains of entering his rest, any one of you may seem to have come short of it. For indeed we have had good news preached to us, just as they also, but the word they heard did not profit them, because it was not united by faith in those who heard. For we who have believed enter that rest, just as he has said, as I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest although his works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has said somewhere concerning the seventh day, and God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again in this passage, they shall not enter my rest. Therefore, since it remains for some to enter it, and those who formerly had good news preached to them failed to enter because of disobedience, he again fixes a certain day today, saying through David, after so long, 
a time just as has been said before. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, he would not have spoken of another day after that. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works, as God did from his. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through following the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. There, and there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Our next passage is Genesis 48, Israel's last days. Now it came about after these things that Joseph was told, Behold, your father is sick. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him. When it was told to Jacob, Behold, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel collected his strength and sat up in the bed. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan and blessed me. And he said to me, behold, I will make your, you fruitful and numerous and I will make you a company of peoples and will give this land to your descendants after you for an everlasting possession. Now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt before I came to you in Egypt are mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine as Reuben and Simeon are but your offspring that have been born after them shall be yours. They shall be called by the names of their brothers and their inheritance. Now as for me, when I came from Paddan, Rachel died to my sorrow in the land of Canaan on the journey. When there was still some distance to go to Ephrath, and I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, who are these? Joseph said to his father, These are my sons, whom God has given me here. So he said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Now the eyes of Israel were so dim from age that he could not see. Then Joseph brought them close to him, and he kissed them and embraced them. Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face, and behold, God has let me see your children as well. Then Joseph took them from his knees and bowed with his face to the ground. Joseph took them both, Ephraim with his right hand toward Israel's left, and Manasseh with his left hand towards Israel's right, and brought them close to him. But Israel stretched out his right hand and laid it on the head of Ephraim, who was the younger, and his left hand on Manasseh's head, crossing his hands, although Manasseh was the firstborn. He blessed Joseph and said, The, the God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless the lads, and may my name live on in them, and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and may they grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. 
When Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on Ephraim's head, it displeased him, and he grasped his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Place your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also will become a people, and he also will be great. However, his younger brother shall be greater than he and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. He blessed them that day, saying, By you Israel will pr pronounce blessing, saying, May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he put Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to jo Joseph, Behold, I am about to die, but God will be with you and bring you back to the land of your fathers. I give you one portion more than your brothers, which I took from the hand of the Amorite with my sword and my bow. Our next reading is Psalm 38, Prayer of a Suffering Penitent, a Psalm of David for a Memorial. O Lord, rebuke me not in your wrath, and chasten me not in your burning anger, for your arrows have sunk deep into me and your hand has pressed down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities are gone over my head. As a heavy burden, they weigh too much for me. My wounds grow foul and fester because of my folly. I'm bent over and greatly bowed down. I go mourning all day long for my loins are filled with burning, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am benumbed and badly crushed. I groan because of the agitation of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you, and my sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs and my strength fails me, and the light of my eyes even that has gone from me. My loved ones and friends stand aloof from my plague. My kinsmen stand afar off. Those who seek my life lay snares for me, and those who seek to injure me have threatened destruction, and they devise treachery all day long. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear, and I am like a mute man who does not open his mouth. Yes, I am like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth are no arguments. For I hope in you, O Lord, you will answer, O Lord my God. For I said, May they not rejoice over me, who, when my foot slips, would magnify themselves against me. For I am ready to fall, and my sorrow is continually before me. For I confess, confess my iniquity, and I am full of anxiety because of my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and strong, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. And those who repay evil for good, they oppose me because I follow what is good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, do not be far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. And that's the end of day 38. Let's pray. Thank you, God, for helping us to understand exactly who Jesus is as our high priest. So 
sometimes it can be confusing, but I pray that you'll open our minds and our hearts as we continue reading through Hebrews. Help us to not harden our hearts, Lord Jesus. Help us to always come and be humble before you enough to say that we need help or that there's something wrong. And when we don't understand what some what is wrong, that we can ask you to help us to see. Help us to understand that unbelief will kill our hearts. Help us to encourage each other instead every day in our faith, in our love for God, and to remind us of everything that you have done for us. Help us to look at our faces in the mirror every day and to remind ourselves of what you've done for us. Sometimes we don't understand the decisions of those in authority around us, whether that be pastors, leaders, co-workers that are supervisors or owners, or even our spouse, people that um, are above us in some sort of role. We don't, we don't always understand what their direction, why they've made certain choices in direction, but I pray that you will um, help us to have trust, and when we lack that trust, that we can bring our needs to you and have faith in the asking that you will answer. God, give us patience in that timing as well, because sometimes when you answer prayers, it's not in the timing we want. Help us to remember that your timing is not just perfect. It's exact. It's purposeful. I thank you, God, for your example of um, Joseph and his dad and his family. And I pray that something intimate will have been put in each of our hearts. I thank you for, um, I thank you for the humility of the Psalm of David. Of, of being able to ask you as an example in this Psalm that even though you deserved judge him that we can ask you not to be so angry in your dealing with us and that you will actually give it thought Lord all our desire is for you everything we want is for you otherwise we wouldn't be studying your word but sometimes it's hard I'm not gonna lie to do the right thing or to even think the right thing when nobody knows what we're thinking. Help us to be brave and strong and courageous. But most of us, help us to love like you do. And when truth has to be told, help us to 
speak it with kindness. God, I ask that you bless our days, bless our time with loved ones and family, and help us to be significant as we pass the strangers on the street or in the car. Help us to remember who we are and what we have to offer. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank mm -hmm. you.